Live from the William Hill Sportsbook at Silver 7's Hotel and Casino, it's Cofield and Company. All right, another crazy day in the world of sports, San Vegas, Cofield and Company. Ari's back in the Finley Toyota Studios, you heard it. We are hanging at our Thursday spot. That is Silver 7's, Flamingo, and Paradise. We'll give you a heads up. Flamingo and Koval, you know, we mentioned at the beginning of the week that they were going to start erecting some bridges around the F1 course. Stay away today because <laughs> they have uh, they're doing a big lane shift. So if you're coming from the east from 15 east on Flamingo, do not do it. I, I can't even imagine what's going to happen later on. So that, that's later in the day because I mean, you know, I was driving over here at 2:15, but you know, as part of the F1 construction, they just announced at the beginning of the week that they're going to be doing three temporary bridges, and this is the, I guess, the most cumbersome one will be at Flamingo and Koval. Yeah, that, that's coming from the west. I was going to say, come from the east. I think you'll be fine. Just uh, circle around, come down, hang out with us. It'll be great. Oh, you can get here. But if you're, yeah. uh, again, if you're coming from the east, once you get through the Paradise and Flamingo light, all bets are off because it's all jammed up that way. Yeah, yeah. What, I'm, what I'm saying they're, they're, they're us. Yeah, yeah, I, I get that, Pop. Yeah, I get that, Pop, for sure. Uh, and you want to come down because we got happy hour going from three to five, so you got a bunch of different drinks and uh, beer at two seventy-seven, and then the draft will be up on the TVs here at the Bud Light Sports Lounge, and we got a lot to uncover, discover, break down because there's been a bunch of trades. People actually want picks, right? There's so many people out there who are like, "Oh, NBA draft sucks." Well, it's because you don't know anyone and you didn't watch college basketball, which you get a lot of. Anyone who says the draft will produce like three or four players is a fool. Uh, we saw, especially second rounders and undrafted guys, make impacts deep into the playoffs. There's, you know, dozens and dozens and dozens of good basketball players available to the NBA every year. It's the hardest league, maybe outside of the WNBA, to actually make out of college. A lot of times, guys either don't get drafted and then you know have to work somewhere else for a couple of years, or they get drafted and you know, it's a developmental deal, so they'll be down in the G League. Or as it's called, uh, it's the G League, right? Yeah, they didn't yep. change it again. Yeah, because yep. it used to be what was it the D League? D League, the yeah. developmental league. Yeah, now it's the G League. So uh, draft is on the way. We're excited to see what happens at the top of the draft. But right out of the gates, and we'll break this down throughout the show. It's a blockbuster in name. I'm not sure what it means for the lineup and the impact on the team. But Chris uh, Chris Paul got moved, and I assumed when Chris Paul went to the Wiz, it was going to be one of those deals where. No one would have an interest in trading for him and his money, and he would just get bought out, as we see all the time in the NBA. But, Adam, that wasn't the case. There was a big deal today. Yeah, I'm not happy. This is not, this is not great. Chris Paul to the Warriors. I'm not sure why. Jordan Poole goes back. I still believe in Jordan Poole. I still think he'd be great. He fell out of favor and lost his confidence, and apparently the Wizards think they can find it back, and I think they probably can. Um I don't love 52-year-old Chris Paul going to Golden State. It just doesn't make sense to me. You're a Dubs fan for the last three years? I am. Uh, it's longer than that now. 2019. All right. Since, since, the, since they were the worst team in the league, the worst team in the league, when I jumped on board and believed in this team of bouncing back. But now it might be over. This might be it. Dre looks like he's gone. Jordan Poole's gone. Chris Paul is in. Not good for anybody. I don't really understand. I don't really understand the plan. I don't think it's done. Okay. 
I think there's more at work. So hopefully they can flip them for something else. I don't want to be a wimp and not grade the trade. Um, and I kind of hinted at it as it is right now. Chris Paul is in the mix for playing time, and you know, gets a chance to compete for a title. But I don't think he's any more than like a 23 to 27 minute guy, mm-hmm. if that. If and, and he also he also has to stay healthy. And but you know, good for him. At least he has an outside chance at winning. Uh, another title. He wasn't going to get that uh, in Wizardland. I don't think it was going to work anymore with Phoenix as they had other plans. So uh, pretty crazy stuff. So here's what's going on tonight in the draft. We got Wemby, the seven three seven four seven five, small forward, Victor Wembanyama, who's going to go number one to the Spurs in the draft. And then at two is when the draft begins because, you know, a lot of the mock drafts, and by the way, NFL mock drafts are kind of crazy. Hmm. And I think it all kind of feeds on itself. I don't think anyone knows anything with the NBA draft because so many of the names, because what happens, you have NBA draft experts who I think have some connections. You have the NBA writers who don't watch any college basketball and hardly any international basketball. So they're going to have to source who they, you know, they can try to source. As you say all the time, you can have a good source, but they could also be playing you, right? right? They could be feeding you information that's completely false. Um, And so many of these guys are... Crapshoots is not the right word because that's that would be how you would describe everything in the baseball draft. This is more like the baseball draft than it's ever been. It's a weird split. You've got, hey, if you want to stash a guy, use him developmentally, you can take 18, 19-year-olds. Um, but there may be guys who are older who are seniors, on, and you have a good team, and you're like, hey, I think they can come right in and give us 15 minutes a night, so that's going to be our draft approach. But the draft, the intrigue begins at 2 with Scoot Henderson, who was here with the G League Ignite, and Brandon Miller, who was a good player at Alabama, but you know certainly shrouded with a lot of turmoil since we don't know exactly all the details yet, but he, he did bring a gun to a crime scene, and the gun was used. The other question with the Hornets, Charlotte is at two, Portland's at three. With Charlotte, MJ is working on getting out of the organization, selling his piece of the organization. So he was the power guy. Who's the power guy now, Adam? Uh, MJ. Now, it, it, we have to go back a little bit, too, because for those that don't remember, the team has been on the market for a while. Then it was pulled off the market. And there's a reason it was pulled off the market. It's because Charlotte was in the lottery. And there are reports from financial people uh, outside of basketball that said – the number one pick in this draft is worth $500 million to your franchise. So Jordan pulled the team off the market in hopes that they would get Wimbanyama. They didn't, and then he put it back on the market. Wow. Uh, So now, team's on the market. It's going to sell. He's going to be out. He's not going to be part of the ownership anymore. So why on earth does he have say on who they're drafting? Especially with his history. But apparently, according to Mitch Kupchak, the general manager of Charlotte, Michael Jordan will have final say on who they draft tonight, which wow. is preposterous. Well, first of all, he's not proven to be very good at this. I could see if there was some guy that was like amazing at drafts, and he was, you know, hey, hey, one last one last go around here. I'll I'll let you guys know who to pick. <laughs> but but now he's getting out and maybe going somewhere else potentially. Like who knows what he's going to do? So what incentive does he have to do something good? None. So maybe he'll try to sabotage it and do something good because he doesn't know what he's doing. But this is silly. Another interesting thing with the number two pick or three 
if it's Scoot Henderson, apparently the Pelicans are rotting up over Scoot, and they've been selectively shopping Zion Williamson. Okay. Interesting. I mean, would you look? I, that doesn't seem like a Mitch Kupchak move unless it was an owner directive like with the Lakers and with the owner outgoing. I mean, could Jordan instruct them to trade for if they, if they you know, they're, they're in the position to get scoot if Wembenyama goes one? Would Jordan go that way and go, well, Zion would bring some extra value to the team. Would it be worth it where he would make him make a trade for Zion Williamson? Would he? I don't know if he would. I mean, what what does he what does he bring right now? Baggage, amazing potential, sure. amazing. Is the potential still there? I think it's a fair question. Low floor. Well, I think I think is the potential still there? Is a fair question. Yeah. I mean, it's not it's not like he's been hurt one year, and he hasn't really shown. I mean, by the way, he's shown a lot more passion outside the uh, outside the game of basketball than inside. Lots. Apparently, lots. <laughs> He's, uh, we get some Stephen A here to he's rep scoring, Zion Williamson with the always, always scoring a lot more off the floor than I'm off a the bottom floor, feeder. Sure. Actually, I don't. I believe Zion Williamson may be a bottom feeder, but man, he he enjoys the uh, the heaviness of the top. Sure, yeah. Some of these women that that were going after him and he impregnated, and the other one who was all burned, they they have a lot of the same similarities. Sure, he has a type. Uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe. <laughs> never mind. Uh, I'll not say that. Press the dump machine. Uh, yes, get ready for that. Uh, yeah, so I don't, I don't know that that would make sense. Now, the the thing with the number two pick, which was said of you know that's where the the draft begins. I don't think anybody, even in the Charlotte organization, would tell you that they think Brandon Miller is a better pick than Scoot Henderson. That's not the debate. The debate is Scoot Henderson's the best player, right? But do you take the best player when he also plays the same position as your best player? It's a good. It's a good question. We'll hit it in the five o'clock hour. Um, other news of big players moving on, or moving around. Because Chris Paul is a big name player. Porzingis is a big name player. Could we see a pre-draft trade where Paul George is part of a package between the Clippers and the Knicks? Apparently, there's been discussions. There's you know, the Clippers. I think have floated out there trying to figure out what to do. I I think a lot of teams when they fall short. Just start to think, how can we change, not even get better? How can we change what we have? How can we change the dynamic that we have? And in this case, what can you get? How desperate is somebody to get your guy? So put it out there. What do you think PG-13 would think of going to New York and playing <laughs> uh, under James Dolan, the owner? Well, when... Paul George went to the Clippers. We were, I mean, at least I was, because they were shopping for a new arena, hoping that they would go build the arena in Palmdale, make it, you know, his hometown, and uh, really, you know, brand the Clippers as a local team. But to go cross-country and play for that guy, not ideal. Not something I would want to do. Don't love it. No. So get on down here to the uh, Bud Light Sports Bar at Silver 7s. They've got two different bars, Bud Light Sports Bar and the Silver and Gold. They're making changes every week. We're down here to the Bud Light Sports Bar. They've now got live entertainment on Fridays and Saturdays, so they've uh, built a little dance floor. It's cool, right? The live music. They've got $3 beer and a shot that you can enjoy, and they've added a bunch more seats to the area we're doing the show in. So, uh, you know, right now, this week, or today, you can come down, watch the draft. They've got extra seating to watch Cofield and Company and the NBA draft here at Silver 7s. Live entertainment returns to Silver 7s every Friday and Saturday from 8.30 to midnight at the Bud Light Sports Bar inside Silver 7s Hotel and Casino. 
now, back to the William Hill Sportsbook Inside Silver 7s with Cofield and Company on ESPN Las Vegas. Getting ready for the NBA draft. A lot of trade rumors out there. Some big-name players have been traded the last two days. Chris Paul on the move. If you didn't see it, Chris Paul traded after getting traded to the Wiz for Bradley Beal. Now he's coming back west. He's going to go to Golden State of all teams, going to Golden State. Adam doesn't like it. He's a uh, short-time Dubs fan. The one year they sucked, he jumped on board. Not bandwagon. Not bandwagon. Nope. Worst team in the league. And then Derek just basically pointed out, well, you don't want. Let me, let me read the yeah. uh, let me read the text from Rhino Derek, one of our P ones, or you can. You have it in front of you. No, his the the gist of it was, oh, you don't want a, a solid backup point guard who's got a lot of experience on the team. Sure, for a veteran's minimum or like four or five million a year. Sure, absolutely, that'd be great. Yeah, what what he actually said because you're missing a lot of it is, um, team that needs to hand the non-Steph minutes keys to an adult. Sure, backup point guard. Taking money and a cancer off the books. And says uh, that a future rebuild doesn't make sense to Adam Hill, and he's got that, hmm, what? Emoji. Yeah, you can worry about a rebuild when it's time to rebuild. It's not time to rebuild right now. Not the time. No. So, yes, I'd Chris Paul, four, four or five million, even if it's like eight, nine, I guess, whatever. Sure, yeah, it's a great like a solid backup point guard who has experience who could you know probably hasn't succeeded to the level he wants to in the postseason but you know has that drive to try to win a title that's awesome he's making 30 million dollars 31 million dollars this year so the other big deal that was reported yesterday as being in the works died and then a different deal with a lot of the same players emerged and got done so at the start of the show yesterday reports from Woj ESPN's NBA guy that Kristaps uh, Porzingis was going to Boston. Clippers were involved. Malcolm Brogdon would go cross-country from Boston to L.A. And the package for Washington would be Marcus Morris, Amir Coffey, and the 30th pick. That didn't go down. And then how it turned out, and I think a lot of people in Boston are pissed, Celtics, Wiz, and Grizz made a deal. Porzingod still lands with the Celtics. Marcus Smart, one of the core players on the Celtics, he's out to the Grizzlies, and the Wizards wind up getting Tyus Jones, Gallinari, Mike Muscala, and the 35th uh, 35th pick of the draft. What do you think of that? I think it's pretty... Pretty risky to give up a guy like Marcus Smart. Now, obviously, they've got guys who are maybe more important, especially statistically on that team. He is, you know, from an emotional standpoint, the absolute leader, the unquestioned leader of that team, the heart and soul of the team, if you want to call it that. Um, I don't, you know, necessarily think that's the most valuable thing in the world. I'm probably lower on that aspect than most people are. But it's been pretty clear watching that team what he does for them uh there's no question so do you get better from an offensive standpoint yeah you definitely do i don't know if that makes you a better team i don't know if that makes you better capable of winning a title which is what they're trying to do right now 
Uh, but I guess they feel that they needed to make a change. They needed to change something up, and they were able to do that with a very skilled offensive player who's coming off his best offensive season. I think what Persigas averaged like 23 a game last year. He was good. And, I, and this is just going to open up more space for him having a bunch of scores around him. So that could be good. But we'll see how that works out without Marcus Smart there and how Marcus Smart works out in Memphis, which is funny. Why? Uh, I just think the, the Marcus Smart, John Morant, if that's the plan, is a funny mix. We'll see how that could work. I, I, obviously, they need Marcus Smart for the first you know, third of the season uh, with John not playing. But those two on the same team seem combustible. I want to see it. Isn't it what the Grizz want? If, it, if something needs to be combustible, then sure. let's go. Yeah. I think mean, you're bringing him in for his play, as I said, as a glue guy. Really good defender. Hard-nosed player. Uh, is it a threat to John Morant? Maybe. But someone's got to get through to John. Maybe Marcus Smart can do it. Maybe. Or maybe maybe he gets frustrated trying and blows up. It would be great to see that, too. I mean, it doesn't seem like anyone else can get through to him. Yeah. I, and it's not like he's not some goon you're bringing in. No. But he's he, going to he demand can, a lot. He can actually play. Yeah, he's going to demand a lot of him. It's time to grow up. <laughs> well, not that. Yes, I, I agree, but we'll see how that works. Yeah. That doesn't just because it's time doesn't mean it happens. But we'll see. We'll see you how to try. Works. You got to try something, right? Yeah. Uh, this Saturday, got a, a big event going down at Stefano's Greek and Mediterranean Grill. It's the 25th year. They're in Las Vegas, multiple locations around town. Lotus Broadcasting is going to be on the scene at the Blue Diamond location. Uh, the point. Starts off in the morning at 11 o'clock. That'll be Chris Fox. Then me, Steve Cofield, will be there from 1 to 3 at Stefano's Greek and Mediterranean Grill on Blue Diamond. And then uh, the point will continue with Steph in the afternoon. Awesome menu. I can't read through the whole thing. It's insane. But spinach pie, falafel is one of my favorites. The uh, half-flame chicken plate, four pieces of chicken. Israeli salad. All right, let's do it. And they've got the uh, special at all locations for Stefano's, uh, two euros for $5. That's a great special. So come on out. We'll have prizes, good sign-ups. Come on down to the Blue Diamond location. Is uh, I was going to say Cofield and Company. It'll be Cofield. Uh, I'll be at Stefano's Greek and Mediterranean Grill on Blue Diamond celebrating their 25 years in Las Vegas. Cofield and Company will be right back. Keep it here on ESPN Las Vegas, 1100 AM and 100.9 FM. Think big. That's the Volkswagen Atlas. A comfortable ride, plenty of room, and is recommended by Consumer Reports. And right now at Finley Volkswagen Henderson, get 4.9% APR for six years. Stand out with eye-catching style and get into the 2023 Atlas for only 4.9%. So meet me at Finley Volkswagen Henderson in the Valley Auto Mall. OSA through Volkswagen Credit. 4.9% APR. No down payment required. Available on new unused 2023 Atlas models. Monthly payment for every $1,000 you finance for 72 months at 1606. Expires 7 Are you ready to make your dream of home ownership a reality? Then turn to West Star Credit Union, your trusted mortgage partner in Las Vegas. With competitive rates, flexible terms, and a dedicated team of experts, we'll guide you through every step of the process. Whether you're a first-time homebuyer or looking to refinance, we'll work tirelessly to get you the best deal possible. Apply for your mortgage with West Star Credit Union today. Visit us online at weststar.org or stop by one of our branches to get started. West Star Credit Union, where your dreams come home. This is JT The Brick from Michael E. Minden, my personal diamond jeweler. 
do the right thing and make her a Minden girl. If you need any type of diamond, luxury piece of jewelry, or great piece of jewelry, he's our guy. Don't miss the William Hill Radio Show, hosted by Paul Howard. Now live every Friday from 6 to 7 p.m. at the William Hill Sportsbook Inside Palms Casino Resort. He'll break down all the latest betting action, including the odds, matchups, and who betters are backing the most. After the William Hill Radio Show, make the William Hill Sportsbook at Palms Casino Resort your home for betting with live, continuous, and game wagering. Don't miss the William Hill Radio Show every Friday from 6 to 7 p.m. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call or text 1-800-522-4700. The Houston Astros are in L.A. to play the Dodgers. Catch all the action on the Diamond Sunday starting at 3 on ESPN Las Vegas. Brought to you by Paul Law. It's not about the injury, it's about the recovery. Now, back to the William Hill Sportsbook Inside Silver 7s with Cofield and Company. Adam, when are you officially back on the Raiders beat? I know it's every day of the year, but what's the next big moment in the offseason schedule? Julius training camp. Well, July 17th, obviously, is the date that everybody has circled for Josh Jacobs to sign a long-term deal or else just play on the cap or sit out if he wants to. Uh, But long-term deal has to be done by July 17th if it's going to get done, so that's the next date. And then training camp, I did not look. A couple of teams are trickling out today. So I don't know if they've officially said when they're coming back yet, but uh, it'll be the last week of July. Okay, yesterday I saw on social media a photo of Darren Waller after what looked like uh, some sort of a workout, and I saw a white dude's leg that appeared kind of hairy. Yeah. And then someone messaged me on Twitter and said, oh, it's Derek Carr. So what's going on here? Yeah, Derek, Derek Carr and Darren Waller working out? Derek posted that. Uh, Darren is in town. Uh, for He came to the Aces game the other day. I know they're doing an event over on the Strip tonight, him and uh, Kelsey together. So he's in town for that. Probably wanted to get a workout in. Derek was here too, and Derek decided to throw up a picture like, hey, we're hanging out together. There's usually reasons for why Derek Carr posts things. I'll just say that. Why would it mean anything? Well, there are there is speculation around among some people that they don't like each other, and it would be – beneficial to try to be like hey look everything's good so this all goes back all goes back i don't know why you're tiptoeing around Did derek look like he knew that the photo was being taken did darren yeah you know i have to look at it again no (laughs) so you think he took a picture and then posted it without asking darren waller he may have asked him i have no idea what the conversation was so their history goes back a while um but we thought there was a big blow up after the Colts game. So we've told this story many times. What do you think happened? Uh, Derek Carr gave the big speech after the Colts game where he cried and said not everybody is completely bought in. Not everybody's willing to put things in their body to be able to play. That was when Darren Waller wasn't playing. Uh, It came out through sources that he was referring to Darren Waller. That was the next day in your paper? Sure. According to sources, obviously we can't disclose who sources Who wrote that story? Uh, that was Vinny. That was Vinny Bonsignor wrote that in the paper that Derek Carr was making a reference to guys who really weren't busting it to get back on the field. And that sources said Darren Waller was the guy that Derek Carr was referencing. Yeah. And then supposedly there was a confrontation about those comments in the locker room. 
Derek Carr then came out two days later and said, I absolutely was not talking about Darren Waller. And Darren Waller said, it is what it is, essentially. <laughs> he made it clear that he was upset, not happy, but wasn't going to go any further with those comments. And so publicly, I guess, it kind of died down. I think behind the scenes there was still a lot of lingering issue. And now neither one of them is on the team anymore. So, you know, there's no real reason for them to be hanging out necessarily, but they are both in town, got a workout in, and we got to see it on social media. Yeah, one of our listeners, not going to say big because I don't know how much he listens, but he, he comments on Twitter to us often, uh, laced up, Leostad said, where did it ever come out that the player he was referencing or referring to was Waller? You're adamant about the whole situation. I'm not so sure. I'm sure. Why are you so sure? I'm sure. I know I read the stories. I know the stories. I know I've talked to both of them many times. I know everyone around them. I'm sure. I saw the stories there. But they're working out together, Adam. They must like each sure. other. Well, or they want to make it seem like everything's cool. Or they have a common enemy. Possible, too. It doesn't look like you're going to tell us who the common enemy well, is. They're both gone. Who would it be? I don't know. Who, who would it be? <laughs> okay. I mean, I would imagine Josh McDaniels is probably the guy. So sometimes you bond over who you're, you know, who you both don't like. But also, like, this, these things happen all the time. They're very, rarely on social media. There's a reason this was posted. Let's just, let, we'll leave it at that. There's a reason. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Ari, maybe I have to do it. I don't know what the drop machine has anymore. Can we get a moving on? That was that was so uh, moving on. All right, Vinny's with you. We're moving on. The topic is done. <laughs> I'm done. I'm just saying, we're not. We can't. We'll leave it at that. I'm going to say it. We'll why? It, why? We'll leave it at that. Why would that be posted? I thought the same thing. I think there was some work at hand. Sure. Look, you guys say we hate each other. Look, here we are. We're on the same field. Okay. Interesting. So, uh, moving on. Okay, I'm ready. Then he declared it. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm ready. So, there you go. There's an answer. We've talked about the Waller car situation repeatedly that there was a rift. Now both are gone. And, you know, what? I'll actually, I'll, I'll add into this. Um, there are people I will work with if I need to. You know, it's part of being productive that I wouldn't trust as far as I can throw them. Agreed. And that doesn't mean that everything's smoothed over. No. And Just you might, you might right, be right, now, right now it's better to work together and get stuff done. And you might be around them sometimes. And if publicly people had said that you hated each other, you might take a picture of the back of their head and post it on social media for some reason. I don't know why. Daily happy hour from 3 to 5 p.m. Pint shots and margaritas for $2.77 at the Silver and Gold Sports Bar inside the Silver 7s Hotel and Casino. I kind of thought it was always a very democratic game, a very meritocratic game, whereas I kind of viewed like like basketball as like these guys are just freaks of nature. They're just like <laughs> the incredible athletes. In baseball, you know, you have some guys that might not necessarily be the best athlete, but maybe they've got, you know, that slider that nobody can hit or they have the skills that allow them to compete at the highest level. 
Lawyer, host of Suit Up News, legal and cultural contributor, Xavier Pope, is live on Cofield and Company on ESPN Las Vegas. That was Ron DeSantis. A lot of people got heated over those comments. Ari was all fired up, sending out his uh, dislike of DeSantis today on Twitter. Follow him at Ari Produces. Xavier Pope is in the house. Xavier, what's going on, buddy? Pretty good, Steve. Uh, happy summer. Uh, happy the day after International Yoga Day. Uh, how you doing, brother? I'm good, man. I saw it was National Yoga Day. I was going to have a little yoga conversation today, but uh, we passed on it. It is important, though, and I do need to do it for flexibility. Um, I want to get your opinion on what Ron DeSantis was talking about there as he talked about baseball as kind of being, you know, what America's all about, hard work, and then he, he kind of slipped in later about um, freaks that play, genetic freaks that play in the NBA. Some people took it as a shot at the NBA and a racial shot. We went through it yesterday. We weren't all on the same uh, – we weren't all tuned in uh, the same way on that one. What would you think of the comments? Uh, Ron DeSantis is a white supremacist, and he is running his campaign on uh, targeting the worst parts of American culture, and he finds any way possible to either uh, directly or indirectly uh, espouse his racism. I mean, talk about genetic freaks. Um, we, 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 did we go through this with, with Jimmy Greek in the 80s? Uh, wasn't he canceled because of this? And now uh, people are rewarded for saying crap like that, and this culture is disgusting. I do think Jimmy the Greeks was a little – he went a little further. He wasn't as good at hiding what he was saying. Uh, I, don't think, I don't think Ron DeSantis is getting good, pretty good at hiding what he's saying, he's saying either, though. Uh, I, I, I think that it's just that right now there is a certain culture right now that is rewarding it because there is a certain audience where as opposed to when Jimmy the Greek was around, you had, what, three stations, four or five stations? <laughs> yeah. Uh, limited, limited cable – so if that what if you didn't appeal to what the masses said, hey, this is this is culturally acceptable or not in terms of the mainstream, you're out of there. Um, what Ron DeSantis said before Donald Trump was elected the president of the United States, uh, he would have never ever been allowed to say something like that and continue his political career. Period. By the way, let's be accurate on the comment. I think there's a difference. I, I said genetic freaks. He actually said freaks of nature. So I think there's a difference in that. Is there not? What's the difference? Genetic uh, of nature? Um, that, is, that's your genetics. It's your nature. Okay. I, don't, I just don't, I don't, want to, I, I don't want to misquote the guy. That's all. Uh, okay, 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 Steve. He said what he said, but yeah. at the end of the day, he said that specifically for the purpose of targeting black, primarily black athletes. And right now, the best player in the world isn't even a black athlete. This guy, Nikola Jokic. Um, but he felt the need to do something like that anyway. Uh, he, he's gross. He's disgusting, and nothing he says should be taken seriously at all. And but to, to be able to openly appeal to something like that, talking about hard work, like these guys are some of the hardest working players in, in professional sports. I mean, to talk about like these guys don't work out, they don't go, they don't spend their summers working to be better at their craft. It's, it's, it's despicable. These, it, it, otherwise, somebody like Kwame Brown would have been a Hall of Famer. Uh, you know, the guys work to be the best they possibly can be. And I think it's just it's it's it's, a, it's disrespectful to the sport. It's disrespectful to the players of the sport that work their butts off to be the best they possibly can be. Yeah, but Nikola Jokic, immigrant coming in, taking American jobs. <laughs> Don't, love <laughs> Don't love it. Don't love it. I I actually get more upset when 
you just see a lot of angry old white men uh, usually mad about how much NBA players make. You see it constantly. And like, ah, oh, this guy making this much money. Yeah, start complaining about CEOs and things like that. Why are you so concerned with what young black athletes make? I don't. I think it's ridiculous, especially if you see sports writers talking about this. Uh, or, it, I mean, it, 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 come on. These are the, you're making money because these guys are making money. Uh, you, you benefit from the sport. Uh, why do you have to, something to say about how much money someone's making? The, it, people will make what the market can bear. I mean, how they're outrageous contracts. Well, hey, if, 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 if a billionaire is willing to give a millionaire a, a bunch of money, let them. They have it, and that's the way the sport runs, and uh, the best players uh, make the league and, and get the money. Um, you know, a lot of this is also interpreting what we think is coded language. So I'll give you some coded language. Uh, glue guy, hard worker, cerebral, gets the most out of his ability. Marcus Smart just got traded. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Sounds like a lot of the people on the uh, around the Celtics community are pretty miffed about this. Yeah, I, I tweeted about this earlier. Uh, Kristaps Porzingis is not an upgrade over Marcus Smart. Uh, first of all, I, I never heard about his defensive capabilities. <laughs> the guy's been hurt a good portion of his career. Yeah, he had a decent uh, points per game last year, uh, but Marcus Smart uh, was a guy who could handle the ball, who could could defend. He was someone that the team relied on to, to kind of push them, and, and he had that X factor. Now he goes to Memphis. Uh, Tony Allen played for, for, for was drafted by the Celtics. Played for Memphis. This is grit and grind part two. Uh, uh, he he is a definite great, great, great addition to to the Memphis Grizzlies. That's exactly what that franchise needed. Um, again, you you mentioned in commenting if you're Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum, you want out of Boston. Um, explain yeah. that one further, and also. Uh, shouldn't Steph and Clay be pissed if Draymond Green somehow gets away from GSW because he provides a lot of the things, those intangibles that a guy like Marcus Smart does? Well, well, Draymond Green's at the tail, uh, more on the tail end of his career. Um, it, it, it's 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 really undetermined how effective Draymond can be moving forward in his career. Whether he even be effective on another team because he fits well with with what Golden State does. Um, but Jalen Brown and, and Jason Tatum. Uh, that team was trending upwards. Yeah, they had a, 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 a snafu. So did Milwaukee in the playoffs against the Miami Heat. Uh, but that team was supposed to be getting better. Do you think the, the Boston Celtics are better today than they were yesterday? I don't think so. Um, if your team is committed to being a better team, committed to playing defense, and some, sometimes their defense laps sometimes in the playoffs, you're going to add a guy like Chris Stapp and get rid of a guy like Marcus Smart? And then who's going to handle the ball for the Celtics, they, they don't have a point guard. And so I think that that team, you don't even know what that identity of that team is anymore. I'm looking at, if I'm Jason Tatum, he's still young. Jalen Brown, I mean, where, where is my future going to go? Is this team committed to winning a championship next year? It just doesn't look like it to me. Xavier Pope joins us. And the other side of that is Marcus Mark goes to Memphis where he joins John ja Morant. Can he fix John ja Morant? And is that his job? It's not his job to fix John Morant, but you do know that there are certain players that bring a certain element of leadership, particularly the players that are really good on the defensive end um, for for other players. But, listen, John Morant has to be able to handle his own business. He is a grown man. <laughs> he should be able to take care of his own self and his own business when he comes back from the And along the same, li- the same lines, excuse me, Kendrick Perkins 
He said, you know what? John Morant would be fixed by going to Miami. That's the culture that will help him out. Go to Miami. They'll fix him. That seemed like a weird comment to me. Coach Spo, one of the best coaches in best sports. I think that's maybe where he's talking about. In a, in Pat Riley and that team. Um, and you saw that one of the issues with Jimmy Butler before he came to Miami was that he had some issues with his team and teammates before he got to Miami. You didn't hear any of that when he got to Miami. So I, I think that he has a good point there. Xavier Pope on Cofield and Company. Adam Hill is here. It's Cofield. Bud Light Sports Bar. Draft's coming up at 5 o'clock. So come on down. Plenty of seating to watch on the big screen here. Uh, Xavier, the other big NBA news of the day, uh, you know, I mentioned Draymond Green. We don't know what's going to happen with him. Maybe today indicates what's going to happen to uh, and with Draymond Green. What do you think of Chris Paul getting traded cross-country, you know, short, short stave? I don't even know if he actually got to D.C. I know he was in New York on the Today Show. Chris Paul to the Warriors. I, I, knew, that, I knew that Chris Paul wasn't going to play a second for the Washington Wizards. Uh, I, I, I just didn't think that he would – been the waning years of his career for a franchise that's going absolutely nowhere. Um, so, <laughs> but to go to take that Jordan Poole out of town, I mean, I thought with the contract he had, we had a couple of a couple of days ago, you had ownership talking about he wasn't going anywhere after signing that new deal. Four days later, he's out of town. Uh, I think that's hilarious, and he, that just happens in sports all the time, where teams commit, then they're going to commit to a player long term, and then a couple of days later they're shipped out of town. That's what happened to Jordan Poole. I think that Jordan Poole's days were numbered in Golden State, and I think they get him, they made a great, good deal getting him out of town and getting Chris Paul there. But I was surprised that he went to Golden State, um, but not surprised he didn't land in Washington for the year. This is not a normal workplace, the NBA. Like, if you think about it, imagine the scenario unfolding of one employee punching another player or another employee in the face and knocking him out, and then at the end of whatever work year, the guy got punched in the face gets moved or actually doesn't get moved he just gets fired basically i guess the difference is jordan Poole's not fired he still has a salary but i just wonder what would happen in a real workplace if they wound up choosing the guy who was the puncher and the uh, the victim the guy who got hit is eventually pushed out of the organization it's a weird deal well it's specialized talent uh steve um and so with specialized talent specialized labor they have different rules that that, that relate to them and they're even in their ability to collectively bargain so uh, i think that players have more more power, more more leverage than, say, the average uh, labor who are not unionized. So right. I think that that's, that's a big difference. Uh, and notice I didn't say if I did not, and uh, if I did that in my workplace, because uh, I hate those <laughs> analogies. But you know what's funny about radio? Um, you know, like our, our biggest talent uh, on the sports side at Lotus Broadcasting is JT the Brick. I don't think that JT could, like, punch Ari in the face and completely get away with it, but there's a good chance he would probably stay around because if you're, you know, in entertainment, if if your bosses think that you're invaluable, then, you know, there might be some collateral damage, and the, the person who gets damaged may be the one who loses out. Yeah, I don't know. I already complained a couple of times about you wanted to punch him and not do it. Oh no! Such a good, <laughs> such a good line, and it got muted by your phone signal. But we, we heard what you said there. Okay, all right. Okay, complete, complete left turn here, and I freaked you out by saying we're going to talk about this. Um, you've never heard the term FUPA before? Oh my God! Here we go. Uh, it, 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 I, I'm not going to say what it actually means. Yeah. Audience, just go Google it. I've never heard of it before. I was I was with a friend. She talked about 
her fupa. Yeah. I said, what does that mean? She yeah. explained what it meant. And I, I posited it to Twitter and, and social media on Instagram, and so many women responded to me. Yeah, I have a fupa. I'm so proud of my fupa. After three babies, I now have a fupa. I'm like, yeah. oh. And so, uh, audience, go Google fupa, and then you get to see why uh, Chris Christie was walking around that baseball <laughs> outfit with his fupa as well. Yep. I'm so glad you mentioned that because fupa doesn't just have to be for females. It could be for males. Um, that can happen. I'm not saying I have one, but I'm keeping a close look to see if I'm getting one. I may be getting one. Anyway, um, so let's talk about uh, physicality, right? Um, it's really interesting what's going on here. and we, we're, we don't have to get into the MMA fight between Zuckerberg and Elon Musk, but you threw out a note earlier talking about Zuckerberg and Facebook are looking and they're like, you know, this Twitter-like concept, maybe we should do one of those. Could Zuckerberg be on a mission to crush Twitter and put it out of business with his own Twitter-like app? I don't know on a mission to crush Twitter, Twitter, but on just seeing the opportunity to be that there's competition for a Twitter-like marketplace with all the other the Mastodons, you saw a tribal, uh, uh, some of these places, some of these other apps really haven't taken off as well as they, they maybe could have. You have the Blue Sky uh, with Jack Dorsey, uh, so I think there's wide open. And you saw what happened today with the with the, with the, the submarine. And you saw under the trending topics, under everything that related to the particular submarine, all these Twitter blue comments, not actual journalists, but real news sources. And when you have a breaking news like that, you don't want to have some idiots that are paying nine bucks weighing in when the people actually want to see and hear information about what's actually going on instead of people talking on the Internet. Don't you know that whole, it's not even real, right? It's a conspiracy. It, it was made up. The watch whole it, th- watch it. The, the whole thing was fake. I saw, I saw DJ TJ. So it wasn't. He that needs was, to get to the real story. Did you, did you see the, the tweet about what Meek Mill said? He said, "I'm not saying that it's fake, but people are <laughs> believing everything that they see." And I'm, I, I thought that was a really weird tweet to put out. Why would this be fake? What, 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 what would this serve for this to be fake? <laughs> it's new Twitter, man. That's that's the world we're living in. <laughs> It's it it is dead. It it was it was destroyed. We, you know, I I I think I've talked about this in the air. We actually had a big social media meeting uh, recently, and we were told, you know what, any second you spend on Twitter, you're wasting your time. Which I don't believe because I still love it, but it's been destroyed, and it was very quick, very quick. Yeah, very quick. It doesn't feel the same. And a lot of the people that I that I engage with all the time, a lot of the journalists that I follow, a lot of influence that really move the culture needle on certain topics, I don't even see their timelines anymore because the way the algorithm is shaped, now you're saying people that you don't really care about and they're not really adding to the conversation. We need a good replacement. Oh, we just need a Twitter the way it used to be. That's a much better place than it is now. I mean, it had its problems, but it's just kind of like a, a spam email now. So it sounds like you guys want a new Twitter. All right, we'll see if it comes around here in the next year or so. Let's close on this one. Uh, Aaron Rodgers... Apparently, speaking at a conference, uh, part of the conversation was about the uh, legalization of psychedelics. Should we legalize psychedelics? I think so. Uh, I think people have been pushing for that for the last, what, 60 years, Steve? Uh, I think that if people want to, if some people, it are, are already people are doing microdosing and things of that nature. I think that people feel that that's something that's beneficial to them. That's perfectly fine. You saw recently the NCAA. There was a report that came out in terms of removing marijuana from the banned substances list. And some of the reasons why that was brought up is that 
it doesn't enhance performance. It's what people do casually and for themselves. And so I think we're seeing that move along in professional sports where certain substances, I wouldn't say like some really illicit like cocaine or something, like heroin, but maybe some psychedelics, mushrooms, pot, kind of falling to the wayside in terms of the massive testing in terms of how society has once used those particular drugs. Xavier? Have a good uh, weekend, and we'll talk to you next Thursday. Excellent spot. Real good spot. Love you guys. There he is. Nothing? It's not my responsibility anymore. I gave it. You know it's the company. The company has to give him the love you line on the way out. No? You can do it. He's long gone. It's, that's uncomfortable. Love you, buddy. Um, so, is the NFL watching A-Rodge with a little closer eye? I would hope that he gets tested quite a bit more often now. He should figure it out. I mean, look, I don't necessarily disagree with him, but it is it is interesting that he went so quickly to, yeah, I did it. Legalize it for everyone. I'm going to a conference. Like, what? what? He really bought in very quick. It's it's strange, but he believes in it. And, I like, I haven't necessarily heard that much um, – in terms of the other side of why it should still continue to be banned, I think there's a lot of good arguments to say yes. So 20 seconds left in this hour. I'm curious. Why did your bosses say don't go on Twitter? It's useless. It just There's no – because of the way the algorithm goes now, there's just no more interaction. Nothing drives traffic to any websites anymore. Only – like it used to do very well. Now doesn't. So where should you go now? Well, they they think Facebook has bounced back. I still do it. hate it. So Facebook, let's do it, baby. Four o'clock hour on the way. Justin Watkinson.